All right, uh, Drew, let's uh, let's see how quickly we can get through our postseason or not postseason, midseason reports and then drop some uh, drop out the BCSN top five, the new top five, our fourth poll, uh, you know, for a major uh, not major, but uh D1 and non-D1, as we like to call it. Got so many of y'all voter in this poll, seeing this poll. I got to get it off. Uh, you guys who are watching us on uh, Facebook, YouTube, let us know if you agree, disagree. We're going on FCS here. So what? What? which group are we starting with first? Swack East? On the mid-season or the poll? Mid-season, mid-season. report. Uh, so go, the way this works Swack, is – Let's go East. Okay, Swackies, we're giving just solid grades. No minuses, things of that nature. Solid grades, solid reporting being done here. We'll, we'll talk. Now, a lot of this is based on expectation and performance. So you tell us if you agree or disagree. All right? Uh, so give give uh, give AD a second to pull up the, the correct stats. Okay, here we go. Report card time. Midseason reports. Of course, Jackson State gets the only A in the book. Uh, Florida A&M gets a B. I'm, I'm kind of hard. I almost wanted to go C, but I think uh, by nature of what they've done, B. Alabama State getting a B might surprise some people, but I, I think the expectation uh, warrants the B. I don't know if a lot of people really expected much from Alabama State. You know, new coach, young quarterback. Um, you know, uh, so I, I, I got to give. And I think they've uh, shown well in in a couple of games, although they've had a couple of tough losses. Alabama A&M, now, even though with the Drew, now they got a win against UAPB 31, would you still give them a C regardless of the win? Because I think when we did this, this was before the outcome of the game with UAPB. They beat who, Brian? Uh, UAP, <laughs> UAPB. I'm gonna ask you again. They beat who? Okay. All right. They so they have beaten the team. They have beaten the teams that they should beat, and they have gotten bollywop by the teams that they have uh, lost to this year. So all right. So that's so that's, words, that's, that's average. Really good win. Yeah, okay. that's average. Yeah, average. They don't have a sig- They don't have a signature win, and they have bad losses. All right. All right. Uh, Mississippi Valley uh, State. Uh, we give them the – I thought we were just giving them the incomplete. I know you got the withdraw, the recommendation. Uh, that's the withdrawal. We're not giving out any Fs. So if, you, if you're looking at it and say, oh, well, I'd give them an F. Uh, it's midseason. We're not giving out any Fs at the midseason point because uh, we, we want to be encouraging. We want to be encouraging. We want to give uh, these schools and these teams an opportunity to prove us wrong and to uh, – and to rise up. But uh, that W there, you know, as we said in the previous couple weeks ago, every now and then when you when you know you're doing so poor that you just need to kind of hit the eject button before it really affects your GPA, you got you to gotta go ahead and withdraw out the class. So that's what the W stands for. And then, of course, Bethune-Cookman oh, is an I. Their complete season, I, I mean, they, they've, they're dealing with so much. And I, I really hate it for uh, Coach Sims. I was really hoping – this would be the bounce back year for Bethune Cookman, but 
you know, a year after dealing with the, the COVID stuff and, and everything with that program. And then they got to deal with Hurricane Ivan uh, and, and being displaced. And so it, it's just, it's, it's unfair to give Cookman a grade uh, right now. Uh, any thoughts, any points that I didn't hit in that uh, report guard there, Drew? No, I think you hit everything on that one right there, Brian. All right. Uh, hit over to the West. The uh, SWAC West. And here we go. SWAC West. No strong A's, but we got some good B's. Obviously, the top three teams get a B. Alcorn State, Southern, Prairie View. All of them have good wins and head-scratching losses. I think that's the best way of putting it, but all 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 three teams look like they are going to be in the hunt to win the West. It's going to be really in the last four to five weeks of the season. Texas Southern getting a C, probably a, a C grade is average. Average, I'm, you know, hey, look, they're two and two in conference. That's average, right? Uh, sounds good. Uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff. Um, I mean, just holding on, man. Just holding on a D right now. Again, no Fs because uh, who knows? They could they could hit a run here in these last few games of the year, but but right I, now I need uh, you to I need you to explain the G for Grambling, though, Brian. We weren't given Fs, so we had to go to the next letter down, and that is a G. That's after F, right? After F comes what? G. G. So since. They, you know, they, did, they, since they, they haven't played with their G all season. I, they, we gonna give them a G. So now this G is gonna hopefully carry and stay with them, and they will rise up and and see how the rest of the season goes. But, uh, yeah, tough, tough to deal with uh, the the whole thing. Um, I, I, I hated that those kids had to go through that, but at least wiser heads prevailed and gave them their sticker back for their first home game. And you know what? Probably should have came out with the win. I mean, you know, but uh, they, they sure enough had opportunities. So uh, you, you guys uh, let us know if you agree or disagree on those. Uh, yeah. Some of you, some of you guys are really hard giving out F's and, and stuff like that again. <laughs> I, I want to see who Monte Bennett said was garbage. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, look, look. I, I, the only reason, again, the only reason we didn't give Fs is we tried to, we, we're being encouraging. We're, we're being encouraging. Now, you wait to the final round. Oh, or, or is the G for garbage? I, I wanted is the G for garbage. Oh, wow. See, there you go, Drew. Uh, let's jump over to the MEAC here. Let me go through the MEAC here. All right, so the MEAC report cards. North Carolina Central gets an A. Uh, I... I'm encouraged, even despite the loss to Campbell, I still think they're deserving of an A. Uh, this hey, is, they got uh, a quality win. Yeah, and I they, think they, I they've got that quality the top twenty. They've got that quality top twenty-five win to balance out the two garbage wins that they have against Western Salem and Virginia Lynchburg. Yeah, no, uh, Central has the. I think I was looking at the numbers. They've got the like statistically. I was trying to see where they were. I know they're averaging something like forty-four points a game. I mean, it, it's up there, uh, top twenty, maybe top fifteen in the nation. Uh, I just really like. I and I heard somebody else say this. So, uh, they, 
Look, I know Shadour Sanders is getting a lot of attention for player of the year. But right now, if I had three players that were candidates for black college football player of the year, I'd have Shadour, Jada Byers, and the third one, honestly, would be uh, Davius Richard. Uh, how, uh, that was Joshua Sims mentioned that. Joshua mentioned this morning on a topic of the He mentioned that. Okay, I I wasn't listening, so I can I can say that was an original thought by me. And Joshua Sims uh, said it and uh, had to make Charles take pause. He is the best quarterback, not named Shadour Sanders in black college football. The thing about Shadour, which is separating him, is and statistically, Jackson State is like number three in the nation completion percentage 72 percent that's the completion percentage right now uh for jackson state and and you know there was a sound clip after i think it was last weekend's game drew where they talked about shador missing 16 had 16 incompletions so i mean let's just pause for it they're not professional quarterbacks throwing out a completion rate of 70-something percent. So that right now is the separating factor between Richard and uh, Sanders. And uh, who knows? I mean, if, if both get an opportunity to play against each other, I, I think we're going to have a great game. Long way away. So, but anyway, uh, go back to the grades there. Find a lot of people saw them. Uh, move on to the independents. I, well, I, I mean, everybody saw them. I just want to make sure. Uh, so you got Delaware State with a B. That's the most surprising to me. Um, and I know you, I know you have your questions and doubts about their schedule as well. Morgan PA, State, Virginia Lynchburg. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's two of the four wins. Yes. Uh, so, but I, I think it's a they're they're playing above expectation. How about that? Because I don't think they were one or two or even three in terms of preseason prediction for the conference. And if you take it one step further, Brian, they beat a Robert Morris, who may be one of the worst-rated teams in FCS also. All right, now you're completely making me rethink the B. But that's all right. They got a B. So we'll so it's just midterm report card. Doesn't go into the doesn't go into the computer system. And, 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 and they like beat up and they beat a Morgan State who's in transition. Excuse <laughs> me, no, I'll check it back. They didn't beat Morgan yeah. State, they beat uh, Norfolk State. Oh well Norfolk State's playing like they're in transition right now. Yeah. Uh yeah, so uh, you see South Carolina State and Morgan with the C's, Howard with a D. Uh they lost this past weekend to Howard and you know that just, Harvard, uh, we'll the MEAC conference is about to get started, so maybe we'll see what happens. Norfolk State just bleeding out all over the place. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't know what they're doing over there. So we'll let's go to the independents here quickly. Our independents are Hampton B. Hey, a lot of people thought Hampton would finish three and eight, winless NCAA. No. They are. They got a win under their belt. They're four and two, hanging around in the top ten polls, top five polls. 
Bulls or stuff like that. So Hampton is is a and I and I'm one of those people that think they can get to six wins. Drew doesn't believe he can get to t- get to six. I, they're at four now. Yeah. I think they can get to six. No, five, man. No, you say no. Five, five, five and six. So so to bet. You got five. I got six. Okay, well, you may double your wings then. <laughs> I am able to add a soda to the to those wings. Exactly, exactly. that'd be nice. Exactly. We'll have a nice postseason a, a, a celebration. Soda, a soda, a soda, and an adult beverage. <laughs> there you go. All right, uh, AMT State. Give them a C, uh, even though they just picked up a win over Edward Waters. Tennessee State. Uh, they just got their first conference win, uh, but uh, right now, for a team that had uh, that was predicted to be one of the preseason predicted to be one of the best. Uh, they just had some tough losses. So right now, a D. But uh, still still a lot of season in front of them. All right, Drew. One thing about that Hampton schedule. Out? Yeah, oh, go ahead. One thing about that Hampton schedule, uh, three of the four victories have come against HBCUs. Uh, two on the FCS level, beating uh, Howard and Norfolk. And then, of course, being my Tuskegee going to Tiger. So three of the four victories are against HBCUs. They are an HBCU. So that weighs a little bit more with, with me than maybe some of the, some of the other teams because they did not have to go out in a non-conference schedule and schedule those HBCUs. Right. Now, here's what's interesting about their upcoming schedule. Speaking of Hampton, the fact that they, they've got University of Richmond, who I think it is ranked. I got to go back and look and see who's ranked, but I think Richmond, then they play at Villanova University, who I think Villanova is one of the top teams in the country. Uh, and then they host William and Mary, host Elon. Three of the last five games remaining are at home against Richmond, William and me, and Elon University. I don't know. Where do, where do you get, where do you get those other two victories at, Brian? Uh, well, that, that's the challenge. Look, I, you know, who knows, man? I mean, you got three, you got, you got three, three home games. You might be able to get two. protect home field, get two. I got to go back and look at the, uh, the rankings and the ratings to see where these other five are. So maybe, uh, later in the week, I'll tweet and kind of see and just kind of reaffirm my six-win prediction for Hampton. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's uh, let's do a BCSN top five. Um, Jeff Roberts said Elizabeth City State got a homecoming conference win. Yeah, that's another thing, Drew. I did not do conference. Hold on, hold on. We didn't do conference uh, homecomings. Let me see real quick. I'm just on auditing now. Let me see. Who got homecoming wins? Shawan got a homecoming win. Uh, Elizabeth City State got a homecoming win over Lincoln, PA. St. All got a homecoming win. Livingston got so lucky. Uh, yeah, South Carolina State got a homecoming win over Lynchburg. Um, going down the list here, Clark homecoming win over Savannah State. Norfolk State, of course, lost. Uh Ooh, Miles losing by three to Lane on homecoming. That's and I think that's it. So yeah, we'll make mention of this upcoming homecoming 
schedule after we introduce the top five. So let's have it, Drew. Let's look at the top five. We're going to start with what level first? Non-D1. 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 These are computer-generated rankings, top five. Uh, In the hunt first or just starting with five? All right, there we go. Got a list of teams that are in there. Teams that are just outside of the top five. If if this were a poll of top ten, you'd you'd have, you know, it it'd go anywhere from Fayetteville State on down. Uh, so, you know, Virginia State, Savannah, Lane, Bowie, Tuskegee. So all of those might be in your classic top tens, but we only do five because that's what's most important. Top five. So let's go. Here we go. Top five. Number five, Fort Valley State, who uh, defeated Morehouse 56-28 to this past week. Uh, upcoming, they've got Clark Atlanta traveling north to Atlanta. Fort Valley State's still alive. They've got a – can't look past Clark, but down the road, they've got that key matchup in the Fountain City Class against Albany State. Number four, Langston. I'm personally surprised to see Langston here, but hey, still sitting at five and one, four and one, tough loss to Texas West. Now they got another top 20 matchup against Ottawa University of Arizona. So uh, Langston will look, if they can avoid losing two in a row, there's chances of playoffs and, and winning the conference are still in play, but they got to be, they got to win this upcoming week. Uh, so number three, Number three is, I believe, previously number two, and that's Albany State dropping to five and one, three and one in the conference uh, by nature of the 24-20 loss to Benedict. They're uh, moving uh, this upcoming week, traveling to Savannah State. Number two, of course, Benedict leapfrogging. Um, of course, you know, now they are the number two team unbeaten for the first time in school history. Uh, this will be their third homecoming contest, uh, at Morehouse this upcoming week. They've knocked off Fort Valley road. They've knocked off Fort Valley and they knocked off Albany state. So, uh, good luck to you, Morehouse. Good luck to you. you. If if you're a football team in Georgia, do not schedule Benedict for your homecoming. Not anymore. Can't do it anymore. Got to look for a new opponent. Got to look for a new team. All right. And, of course, still the number one team, I think, for the fourth consecutive week, Virginia Union, by nature of the big win over Bowie State, 27-24 in overtime. They travel in PA this upcoming week. And, uh, you know, hey, we'll see how many yards Jada Byers can put up. Over or under 265 for Jada Byers, Drew. Over or under 265 this week. Any and thoughts? They had, who, they had who again? Lincoln. Lincoln, PA, this upcoming week. I'm, take, I'm taking the over, and I'm taking, I'm taking the super over with, with three bills. Oh, okay. Oh, there we go. <laughs> okay, let's go over to Division One, Division One side. And for the Division One teams, we'll see what we have here. Again, these are all computer-generated. The BCSN Top 5 takes a look at all of the wins and losses, conference wins, evaluates them all, 
puts them in a nice formula and spits out these numbers. These are teams that are in the hunt, could be anywhere from 6 to 10 in your traditional poll. You've got Alabama State, North Carolina A&T State just sitting outside of the top five. Tennessee State, surprisingly, we talked about that tough schedule. Uh, they got their first conference win, so they're now 1-0 in conference despite having a 2-4 and overall record. Prairie View might be surprising to a lot of people. Don't panic. Don't freak out because it'll all wash. What, what is it you said, Drew? It'll all uh, market it'll correction. All fix you have a market yeah, correction, market correction yeah. will come in a couple of weeks. So just relax uh, as you look at the numbers. Of course, four and two, one and two in the CAA uh, defeated Albany. They host Richmond. Uh, it is Hampton's homecoming this weekend. So uh, that'll be interesting. Oh, that, and then uh, Richmond. Yeah, it is Hampton's home, correct? Yeah, they got uh, – that's a home game, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes. whole yeah. yeah and then the uh, Alcorn State Braves also uh, three and – they might be three and four. But anyway, three and three, two and one, uh, lost to uh, – actually, they lost to uh, Southern 21 to 17. So uh, forgive the little typo there. Okay. Yeah, they lost to themselves. Yeah, number five in the top five comes in Southern University. Four and two, three and one. Good wins over the last three weeks. Uh, defeated Alcorn 21 to 17. Their homecoming is coming up on the bluff. They're going to take on VA Lynchburg. Their second non NCAA opponent this season. Just going to say that. Their second non NCAA opponent. This year, number four, Delaware State. Wow, very surprised, very surprised. But look, hey, four and two, one and zero in conference. Uh, big win on the road against Norfolk State for homecoming. Let's see if they can do it again. Now they go to Howard's, and their homecoming. Uh, <laughs> they're the homecoming uh, dish for Howard. And let's see if they can play spoiler for a second consecutive week. Uh, Delaware State, number four. Number three, the Rattlers, Florida A&M, five and two, winners of five in a row, three and one in conference, uh, escaped with a win against Grambling State. That's about as good as I can say it, but uh, 20, 20 to 16 was the score. Rattlers are on a bye, and uh, yeah, they got a lot of stuff to clean up, so it's a good bye week. Number two. Of course, same team that's been number two for a few weeks now. I think every week in the poll, if I'm not mistaken. They dropped the number three last week. They what? They had dropped the number three last week. Who was two? Uh, do not remember. I think Florida a was actually two last week after the really? Central Bowl. Okay. Yes. I, that's surprising. Hey, Central, 5-1, and 1-0. One, one and oh, defeat. That's a big win on Thursday. Morgan State, 59-20. to South, I think this is a huge game. Huge game. South Carolina State. Uh, remember, this is the point of the season last year where South Carolina State woke up and got on a run and ended up winning the MEAC. So, you know, North Carolina Central can put these guys to bed if they can get a win on the road. So we'll see how they handle preparation in that game. That'll be interesting. Of course, uh, you know, without any doubt, the undisputed number one team, Jackson State. Uh, 
They host Campbell for homecoming. Very interesting homecoming opponent. Should be a good crowd. Probably 60,000 will be in attendance. Uh, and it'll be a good game. I, I think what Campbell did to North Carolina Central, this is where we find out how good – I think this – well, I don't know. What do you think of this, Drew? The comparison that we'll find out not only about Campbell, but we'll find out about North Carolina Central by way of this common opponent in Campbell. Fair? Do you like to do that kind of stuff? I mean, you have to take it under consideration, but uh, Campbell is going to come in and surprise a few people. People in Texas kept an eye on that Campbell Central game because not only because Campbell was a future opponent for Jackson State, but the realistic chance that Jackson State and Central could line up against each other in the Celebration Bowl, and that is the only common opponent between these two. This game has a lot more intrigue, but I am going to tell you this. I think Campbell is 0-2 on the road thus far. I expect him to go 0-3 on the road. I do not expect him to beat Jackson State, but I do expect them to give Jackson State a good run for their money and possibly expose a chink in the Jackson State armor. We don't know what that chink is, but I think Campbell may expose that chink in the Jackson State armor in the first half, but we've seen what Jackson State does at halftime with those halftime adjustments. They'll come out in the second half and win the game but it's going to be a lot closer than people uh, are anticipating. Interesting, interesting. And what what did you say the uh, what did you say the the line was on Massey? Did do we know, or did you have to? Uh, that was I mean, a southern that, game. That was a southern game. That was a southern game. I will find out what the okay. Jackson game is uh, just a moment. Yeah, I, I, I it'll be interesting to see what kind of predictive analytics that game has behind it. Um, And uh, we'll start to break down here in a second, the upcoming week ahead games being played primarily on Saturday, October 22nd. Bassey has that game as a 31-24 game for Jackson State. Gives Jackson State a 69% win chance and they have Campbell rated as number 48. Okay. That's it does whereas Jackson State Jackson State comes in number 23 in the Massey scale. Okay. So well, this will you be know, a top again, 50 opponent. It'll be it'll be interesting to kind of break down uh Campbell. I'm oh. I'm going to be looking to those Oh, you want to add? Go ahead. Yes. With Campbell coming in at number 48, according to Massey, this will be the only top 50 opponent that Jackson State will face this year, according to according to the Massey scale, where their next highest rated opponent will be, ironically, the week following that with Southern, who is currently rated number 56. Previously, the highest rated team was Florida A&M, who was rated number 60. Yeah. And j- just look at all the way up here, all going to 64. Okay. <clears throat> well, look, I, I, I think the thing that's helpful for Jackson State is that they continue to win and do it in dominating fashion. 
see when you when you don't have the opportunity to play those other schools that are in these other conferences because of whether it be schedule or postseason play, all you can do is go out and completely wreck the sticks on your schedule. You know what I'm saying? So for them to dominate total yardage, scoring offense, scoring defense, that's why you, I believe that's why you see Coach Prime telling these guys to dominate, continue to score, continue to keep your opponent out of the end zone. Because, look, they they may very well be ranked number five in these latest polls. I mean, they're up to number seven. And two, two top five teams lose in front of them this week. Now, one of those teams was playing the number, I think the number one team lost to the number two team. So you had that loss, and then there was a team that was number six, I think, or number number somewhere either three or six in the FCS that also lost. So you could see realistically, there's a chance Jackson State could be number five nationally, but at the A, you know, it it it, it it's not going to matter really on that national scale, you know what I'm saying? Because obviously the furthest Jackson state will go, uh, will be to the celebration bowl. Uh, so you, you could very well look here. Here's what you could realistically have drew. How about this? How about an unbeaten Jackson state potentially finishes and the number two team in the country. I mean, that's, that's assuming they run the table continue with their statistical dominance that they've shown, they realistically could finish as the number two team in the nation. I, I think, I, yeah, I, I think they're, they're trending. Probably number three. I think number three would be a high as they go because they'll probably give the two people in the, the FCS championship game one and two. That makes sense. That by makes default. Sense. That makes sense, yeah. So, hi, okay. Right, I, I got you. I got you. Okay, uh, games upcoming this week, and then we'll 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 wrap it up, Drew. Um, what are what are some of the games that that have your interest or that caught your eye for this upcoming week? Uh, give me a second to pull up my schedule, but I know the games that I was really watching were uh, primarily in the SIAC because you know I like to take the smaller schools. I'll leave the big mm-hmm. I'll leave the big boys to you. Okay. And and in the SIAC this upcoming week, you've got a couple of interesting battles. I think I've already talked about one of them being the Tuskegee Lane game as a, a lane that will det- a game that will determine the SIAC West along with Kentucky State Miles. We'll get a clear picture of the SIAC West after this particular week. Flip it over to the SIAC East. You have to look at the Albany State-Savannah State game. As Albany State tries to rebound from that loss to Benedict. And I hate to say this. I would hate to be Savannah State in this particular game. I would hate to be Savannah State for the next two weeks. You got Albany (laughs) State this week. You got Fort Valley next week. Albany State is coming off of a loss that, this is the, this is their bounce back. This is their get right game. Savannah State is their get right game. That's what Albany State is looking uh, for this game to be. 
And then next week, when you go to Fort, when you uh, when Fort Valley travels to you, Fort Valley is going to use this game and make sure this is not their trap game, so that they're not looking ahead to the Albany State game. I'm telling you, the Fountain City Classic is going to is going to really mean something this particular year. And at the CIAA, it has to be uh, Shawan and Bowie State. You know, for Shawan, even though they're not an HBCU, they need this win to set up a potential North matchup next week on October 29th against Virginia Union. And for Bowie State, for the first time in a long time, they are in the position where they have, they're playing spoiler. They're not the chase anymore. They are in the spoiler position that Bowie State with a Virginia Union win is eliminated from winning an outright C- winning the CIAA North. Because even if Virginia Union loses their last two and t- is tied with Bowie State, they own the tiebreaker against Bowie State. So Virginia Union can knock Bowie State out of the out of the mix this week. So those are the three games that I am particularly looking for on the small school level. And Brian, there's a realistic possibility that on November 5th, we have all four of our division races known before we go into November 5th. We can have everything decided October 29th. SIC West, SIC East, CIAA North, and CIAA South could all be decided on October 29th, on or before October 29th, Brian, with one week to go in the regular season. Okay, okay. Um, I was just doing a, a bit of a bumping around here, trying to look at the top 25. How about I came across a computer rankings poll uh, in the FCS that actually has none other than Jackson State power rated as the number one team. Um. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of interesting. Income, you know, just juxtaposed against South Dakota State, which of the Missouri Valley, who just defeated North Dakota State this past weekend. So that'll be the new number one in most of the FCS polls. But but again, like I mean. As the numbers and the analytics start to, 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 to find their way into the bloodstream of voters, yeah, Jackson State will move into the top five. I, I will not be surprised to see them five. Uh, so uh, so one of my uh, key matches. Hold on, hold on. While we're there, since we talk for polls before you switch over to uh, FCS, inkblotsports.com. Very good predictor of Division Two sports, not just football, but all Division Two sports. Is they run the same numbers that the people on the committees run, and this is the this is the report that they use to basically seed teams and rank teams for the playoffs. Uh, get, I'm gonna go through the top ten for Super Region Two, which is where the CIAA and the SIAC compete in. Ink blocks. What's the sports. site? So Ink get, block. I N K B L O T Sports dot com. Okay, and they and they do it for all Division two uh, sports. But going uh, look at Super Region two. The top ten. Delta State is number one. Benedict is number two. 
Virginia Union is number three. Wingate is four. Fort Valley is five. West Florida is six. Lenore Ryan is seven. Albany State is eight. Fayetteville State is nine. And Tusculum is 10. And if I take it two spots further, Limestone is 11, Tuskegee 12. Boss Hill 13, so. Kentucky State Kentucky State 14. So we've got some three, and three HBCUs in the top eight, four in the top 10. Well, three in the top five. Yeah, the, the, three in the, the top in, five. Valley State. Five yeah. in the top 10, seven of the top 15. Okay. Or HBCU schools. Uh, but what's important, top seven are the ones who get to go to the playoffs. Number one gets a bye. So Benedict not only is in a place uh, where they're, they're number two, where they could potentially hold, but they could potentially catch Delta State. Oh, they are. Either yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the statistics. They are right there on Delta. I mean, Delta, I don't know Delta what Delta State schedule. If they stumble, uh, Benedict yeah. can very well easily pass them. And now you see why I say the Fort Valley Albany State game is still going to be worth something in that Fountain City Classic. Uh, assuming oh, yeah. both these teams uh, went out. Because the top seven go, assuming that there is a division, uh, division winner is not rated nine or above. And right now, your division winners are above them. Are above them, Delta State in the uh, in the Gulf South, Wingate in the SAC. So you don't have to worry about a preferred qualifier because your preferred qualifiers are already ranked higher. Though, so those two teams will be in a good state. Fayetteville State, Virginia Union can still get in by losing the CIAA championship. The only way Fayetteville State gets in is by winning the CIAA championship. Okay. Same thing potentially uh, with a Tuskegee or a Kentucky State. All right. All right. You good? Yes. Okay. So over for the Division I level side, uh, my, my top. Did you happen to mention the Lane-Tuskegee game? Yes, I did. Okay, all right, just checking, sorry. All right, uh, North Carolina Central traveling to South Carolina State in Orangeburg. That's a 1.30 Eastern. It's Hall of Fame day for the Bulldogs, uh, former athletes. They'll also be wearing pink as they uh, do their breast cancer awareness stuff. That game will be on ESPN+. Plus. That will be a big showdown, as already mentioned, about why that's important. Um, of course, we've already talked about homecoming. It's a blue out. For Jackson, two two o'clock central, three Eastern on ESPN Plus. Campbell comes to town to take on Jackson State. That'll be interesting. I'm gonna go. I don't think you mentioned Langston's game, but Langston is at home hosting Ottawa University of Arizona. That's a big contest. That's two central, three Eastern. Langston needs a win to stay in contention. Uh, I you know I also think. The Texas Southern traveling. Texas Southern's on a bye. Traveling to Alcorn, who just suffered their first major conference loss uh, in Lorman. ESPN Plus, 2 Central, 3 Eastern. That's a game to pay attention to because I, I don't think people are expecting Alcorn to lose too many more games or at least not a game to Texas Southern. 
So if anybody's going to play spoiler down the stretch, it's going to be Texas Southern in their last four conference games. Be wary of Texas Southern. That's all I got to say. Don't take them lightly. And the only other Division One game that I'll be looking at, I'm looking to see what Rich or what Hampton does hosting Richmond for homecoming. Uh, that'll be an Armstrong Stadium, of course. Uh, I predicted six wins, so I feel real good about Hampton getting six if uh, if they can get a get a win there. So uh, those are the main games. You know, a lot of other games. Uh, be, I always encourage you to go to onadan.com uh, or onadan2.com to take a look at the schedule of every game, including where those games will be played. Got a lot of games on ESPN2, but you also have some games on ECU Go. Um, and uh, I don't have the HBCU League Pass Plus schedule, uh, but uh, I'm sure that'll come out here during the course of the week. All right, Drew, I think we got everything, man. A lot of stuff that we went through. Um, Yeah. That's going to do it, man. Uh, any closing words or thoughts here so we can get out of here? Hey, just thank y'all for hanging out for this uh, supersized show once again this week. Uh, three hours, Brian, but it didn't really seem like three hours as we was going through it as I look at my uh, clock on my computer now. And st- still get, can't get off of this one, Brian. I should I should be in St. Louis with Hanging out with some cousins and some and some family and some friends, figuring out how I'm going to get to the airport in the morning. But I'm at home in South Georgia, so thank you, Mr. Promoter, for ruining my yeah. <laughs> Oh wow! Uh, I didn't want to. You know what? I did forget to mention Drew our standings in our picks contest. Oh, God. which I forgot to That's pick it. this week. Oh, no, you didn't. Did you really? Oh, hold on. Evan Moore, I decided to fly instead of driving because it's a 12-hour drive from where I am in South Georgia to St. Louis. So I wanted to kind of maximize my time that I had there. So that's why I decided to fly instead of driving up. Plus, I had to be back Monday for some other obligations, so I wouldn't have been able to drive back to be uh, back in time to handle some uh, business by the afternoon. Just have to throw it out there. Uh, yeah. Uh, looks like I went three and two. Well, Drew, I guess on the season standings, uh, yeah, I got a little bit closer. I closed the gap. We've got <laughs> uh, I, In terms of total wins, uh, I've come up to where you are now with 23 on the year, although way too many losses for me. I'm the only one in double digits. Uh, <laughs> Kelvin Rozier and Jamie both have 29 total wins. Uh, BJ Jones has 28. So, I mean, that's how it's rolling. You and I have 23. Isn't that something? We yeah. we got to get a little bit better, Drew. What are they? I'm going to have to. Again, but I'm, a, I but I'm a week behind. Well, you're a week behind now. So, see, now you, you're in competition now with uh, Mike Reed, who I think he's a week behind, too. So. Uh, I got. I got to take a look at that. But anyway, that was, we'll, this was my bye week. This is my, yeah, you know what? Maybe that's what I should do. Is everybody, 
You know what? That's a good idea. Maybe I should make everybody take a bye week. I have to, I have to explore that. Okay, that's going to do it for tonight's show. Hey, I'm going to break this up into like three different segments on the BCSN Pod Zone. So uh, if you have not gone and checked out the Pod Zone on Amazon Music, we're on Amazon Music now. So you can say, Alexa, play BCSN Pod Zone. I got a feeling you will find our podcast. Somebody try it. And then when you try it, film it, record it, and then tag us. I'd love to see how that works out. You know, again, so BCSN Pod Zone. We're on Apple. We're on Amazon Music. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Google. We're on iHeart. Uh, we're everywhere. And that's where you can listen to all the shows that are part of the Black College Sports Network. I'll make sure to put up all the shows from the Carlos Brown show over the weekend, Dr. Cavill's Sunday morning recap show will be up there. And this show will be sliced up into three different parts. So that way, when you start your week off on Monday, you can catch up to everything that we have done. So again, that's BCSN Pod Zone. Drew? Uh, just got an update from Inkblot. New Super 2 regional ranking projections. Benedict 1, Delta State 2, Union 3, Wingate 4, Lador Ryan 5, Fort Valley 6, West Florida 7, Albany 8, Tuscaloosa 9, Fayetteville 10. What did they, they, uh, when did they update this while we were in the middle of the show? This, what are we? This, this, was, this was via the, the, the Twitter. I think he, he usually tweets first before the. Uh, Website is updated. Wow. Okay. Okay. We'll go ahead and make sure to retweet. So uh, we'll make sure to retweet it as well. And uh, that's uh, that's interesting. So, uh, all right. Well, that's going to be it for the show. Go download the Jericho Broadcast Network's app on the Google and Apple App Store. My JBM, my BCSN is what you're searching. Thank you for hitting the thumbs up button on Facebook and on YouTube. Share the show in its video format, but more importantly. Go download the uh, podcast version. Even if you don't listen, just download, rate, and review. That'll do it for us. That We'd appreciate that. I'd love for you to listen, but maybe you've already listened. But then share the show with a friend. If everybody shared with just two people, the world would be a better place. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. Yep, Tamara T, we're putting together a good show. We might have a big special guest on Tuesday's ONG Strike Zone. Big secret. We'll see if it comes through. Keep your fingers crossed. All right. For AD Drew, I'm Brian Fulford. Thanks for hanging in with us. Peace out. Well, holla.